0: listening to Chaos on the Set, a chaotic TV and film review podcast. We have two of your usual hosts today, the female ones. I'm Shruti. I'm Kate. I say female ones because of the topic we're covering today. Before we get to the movie, I need to introduce our special guest that we have invited on the podcast, her Chaos on the Set debut, but one of the funniest people I know, and I'm thrilled to finally have her on. Caroline, thank you for joining us.
1: Hey guys, I'm Caroline. So excited to be here. Love the movie pick. Love these girlies.
0: <laughs> we are not, as they would call, mean girls, are
2: we? No.
1: Mm, sometimes.
2: <laughs> Can I just say before we start, Caroline, your voice is so th- soothing to listen to. I'm oh very excited God. to edit hey this episode. Guys, this is gonna be
1: <laughs> one for the one for the books, one for the editing books. This is like
2: low key ASMR, and I'm here for it.
0: Not not to like talk about previous guests, but Jessie, our Oscar expert, was a little sick when we recorded our Oscar podcast. Not a little sick. She literally had COVID, but she's a champ oh. and recorded the podcast anyway. But her voice had this like sick sexiness to it. I was like, when I was editing, I was like, oh, sick Jessie is hot anyway. Yeah, well now
2: I get Caroline this week, so I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> um, Let's get into the movie we chick- picked because m- Chicked. Girls, wow, we're all on, <laughs> here. Uh, but because Mike was out, we decided to pick a female-forward movie that he can't shit on, and we picked Mean Girls, right? Because uh, he hates women. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, a classic, obviously flawed, and you know when you rewatch it, you see how dated it is, and the sense that it uses the R word three times. Three
1: times. It was all yeah. Regina George too.
0: Wow. Well, maybe because so she's the villain. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Kate, what were your thoughts on rewatching the movie?
2: You know, this is a movie that I probably see like every couple of years. I especially was watching it probably in my, the most I was ever watching it was like in my teenage years when I was still at home and my parents had cable and they would just turn on. I'd be like, "Mean Girls, yeah." <laughs> um, rewatching it, like, like as you said, it definitely is definitely um, apparent when you when you watch it to be like, "Oh yeah, this is an early 2000s film." This can be a little dated at times. But for the most part, I think it really holds up like through the test of time against a lot of other movies that were made in its era because it never takes itself too seriously from the very beginning till the very end. This movie is the definition of camp.
1: <laughs> and,
2: I, and if anyone wants the definition of camp... I would actually um, love the definition of camp. I never really know what it is. So I found an article... Was um, it a Met Gala theme one year? Yes, and that's that's, that's the article I'm reading Google about.
1: <laughs> about what camp is.
2: That's so camp that's is the article. Crazy. <laughs> that's the article that I pulled from and it was an article about like, okay, yeah, like since this year's Met Gala is camp, let's describe what camp is. And camp is the essence of camp is its love of the unnatural, of artifice and exaggeration. So mm. it's basically snake take nothing seriously and that's the beauty of it so i think mean girls is it takes every kind of stereotype of early 2000s high schools cliques, bullying mean girls whatever and it takes it all and it it mixes it together into something that you should not take seriously but that's the fun of it you know what i mean so that's why i like mean girls because i think it's one of those movies that when you rewatch it you're like this is so early 2000s camp
1: and that's it. That's kind of like, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Like it definitely knows what it is. And every time like something like modern day would be offensive, it's just like so in its own time. Right. It's kind of like a like a historical reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel yeah. like this would be a good thing to show people in the future to be like, well, yeah, that, that what they said is offensive, but that was like so actually what the time, like the language of the time, the sentiments of the time. It's yeah. just, like, really stuck – it's just, like, kind of a perfect encapsulation. And, like, it's all exaggerated, And but, like, that's why it's so good and so, so funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if I read a script today that had a line in it that's, like, on Wednesdays we wear pink and you can only wear your ponytail in and in your hair in a ponytail once a week, I'd be like okay, – It wouldn't this movie, work. Like, they don't understand what, like, what high schoolers are like. But this one just, like, leans into it to the fact where, like – When Regina George's mom is asking, do you need anything, snacks or a condom? It's just like, you know what? I buy that this would happen in this world. And then to the point when you get to the actual full tilt jungle madness, when people are actually acting like they are in a jungle, like animals, you're like, yep, I see this happening. Like, I think it just leaned into everything with such precision that the ridiculousness really, really works, and I, I, honestly don't even think you can copy that now because even if you lean into that again in a movie today, everyone will just be like, okay, you're just trying
2: to be Mean Girls, you know? Exactly. I mean, they they tried to do Mean Girls too, and look where that got them. That was remember, like it was the two girls who were like the twins. Wait, that was Lily Blonde. Watch that, movie that was Lily Blonde. Twins. Ignore me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think there was a Mean or Girls too. are you thinking too, about? Though? The Parent Trap. No, I was thinking about, you know what I was thinking about? Those two blonde twin girls who were in, in Sweet, Sweet Life with Zach and, and Cody. Cody. And then they also <laughs> did Legally Blonde, like a Legally Blonde spinoff where they were oh, two, yeah. like, l- young lawyers. It was awful.
0: I remember that. Honestly, <laughs> those girls should have gotten better. Justice for twins
2: everywhere. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah, that's right. Should these, uh... Truthy is a lobbyist when it comes to twins.
0: <laughs> Which is actually why I'm anti-Lindsay Lohan, because she took the role away from a twin for the parent Trap,
1: And she should be <laughs> and will be held accountable.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. But yeah, I wanted to talk to you all about like how this movie compares to like other high school movies that are trying to lean into that whole popularity thing or even if you can do a movie about popularity the way it was encapsulated in mean girls like i um used to work it partly in like kids family ya and my boss had me take a look at a book um about very mean girls ask about a girl who's like trying to be the most popular and it was just like nobody's actually like that like she told me that back when she was used to work uh at her old job, they had researchers come in and be like, yeah, high school isn't like that anymore. People are kind of all friends with each other. You can't do that, those kind of storylines in television because people aren't going to empathize with it anymore. And, like, when I watch things like the Gossip Girl reboot where they're, like, talking about <laughs> popularity in such a ridiculous way, I'm like, I don't think that high school works this way anymore, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are still cliques and mean... I'm sure there still are mean girls, but I don't think... it. Maybe it's just been done too much in media that now you can't do it in real life because, it's like, okay, you can't be a Virginia George villain. Like, I've seen this on television. I don't know. What do y'all
1: think? Um, I think, like, the internet and just, like, social media in general, especially in recent years, has just really changed the way that kids interact with each other because in Mean Girls it was, like, you could text, like, in in that time, but, like, the myth of, like, a popular girl was just so much more built up. And I remember in when I was in high school, like, Instagram was a thing, but it wasn't, like, the only thing yeah so when there was like a there was a popular group in my high school but it's like because they could build this myth around (laughs) them but now it's everyone puts everything out there and like people are just i feel like they're just not as interested in their own little high schools because the world is so much bigger for kids now because they can see everything online so it's like the popular people are like influencers and celebrities that they all follow like they can all like have access to the big world now so it's like they can look beyond their high school but when like we were in high school and when like in 2004 high school high school was your only world like you that's didn't know so, anyone
0: that is such a fascinating and astute observation i think honestly. so too
2: no, that's so true like i wonder. i mean but again none of us are high school students right now so we can't say for sure like We can't go into a high school, be a high school student again and say, oh, like, is bullying not as big as a problem as it used to be because they have, like, this wider access to the internet and to, you know, the rest of the world? Who's to say?
0: Yeah, I mean, we have these researchers that my boss's company hired um, that are saying it's not like that because they talk to actual high school students who said, yeah. like, popularity doesn't work that way anymore. And this is a sample size of two, but two of my young cousins who were in high school when never have I ever came out were, like, this isn't what high school is like. Like, there's they don't marginalize dweebs this much and, like, people are not this boy crazy. Right. Which is, like two very major themes in both Never Have Ever and Mean Girls so i i guess it is true that i guess people are, high schoolers are just more mature than we were when we were in high school yeah, like I think that's i'm
2: true. i like it it frustrates me to still see media where they're like ha ha like the nerds sit at the loser table because I'm like and being a nerd now is cool it's like celebrated (laughs) like if you're not super passionate about some kind of television show or some kind of game or some kind like like then you're just boring you know like I think people celebrate fandom and just passion a lot more for pop culture and for games movies tv shows like I was watching I've been watching Cobra Kai recently and I That show is so 80s camp, but just, like, in (laughs) 2022, whatever, right? Like, that show, you can't go in and take it seriously. But even though I'm going into it being, like, don't take it seriously, Kate, I still get frustrated because I'm, like... They do the whole thing again where it's, uh-huh, we're the loser kids. We sit at the uncool table because we like Doctor Who. And I'm like, what? That's not <laughs> – not make you lame.
0: I was looking into other high school movies to try and see if anything is – I feel like the closest I could get to was Booksmart where they're like, <gasps> are the nerds who are held in comparison to the popular kids, but they're still like, at the end of the day, invited to that party that everyone's yeah. at. And like – also, the po- the popular kids are also doing well in school. Like, they do still blur the lines between yeah. groups a lot more than Mean Girls does. I'm not saying Mean Girls is bad. I love Mean Girls.
1: Oh, I think for Booksmart, too, it was like, I thought it was funny how they, the nerds painted themselves as nerds and they're like, oh, we're such freaking losers. Yeah. And then they get to the party and everyone's like, so glad you finally came. Like, <laughs> I've, I've been wanting you to come out like that. I thought that was funny, too.
2: I think where bullying probably happens more often than not at least like what i remember in 2015 2014 high school was it's not like some random person coming up to you and like shoving you down going like you suck it's yeah. like it's like people in their own friend groups who are like sometimes insulting each other yeah, and yeah. that's like where the bullying happens it's someone that maybe you were like formerly friends with or it's just like little things like bullying can happen by like excluding people or talking behind their back, but then being like nice to them up front. I, f- I don't know. I feel like yeah. Sorry, I think I'm just rambling. I'm just trying no, to. No, no, no. I think but you're no one on the does right track. that. But no one does that in films or movies or TV shows right now because it's not like it's not as fun to watch. I think. I it's also
0: harder to encapsulate, like, the yeah. feeling of feeling excluded by your own friend group is hard to write into. Mm. I would love to watch that because that is definitely, I think, what hits home way more than, like, a yeah. popular kid being like, you're a nerd. I'd be like, yeah, I am a nerd and you're a loser. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's like being hurt by people who you're like, wait, but I care about this person. What Maybe, the heck? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I Maybe, think
1: like, I... um Eighth Grade, the Bo Burnham movie, mm. even that wasn't. That was, like, devastating, not so much funny, but (laughs) I think that did a pretty, like, subtle job of showing what modern-day bullying more looks like. It's the exclusion and, like, that kind of stuff. But that's not... I guess, like, Mean Girls is just such a parody that it's, like, hilarious, and I don't think they're actually trying to be, like, oh, this is what high school is like.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, speaking of Mean Girls being a completely ridiculous movie, it is... Based off of a very also ridiculous book called Queen Bees and Wannabes by Rosalind Weissman. Um, And just yesterday news broke that Rosalind Weissman is suing Tina Fey for basically not giving her uh, enough money from the success of Mean Girls. Here's a quote from an EW article. It says, Rosalind Weissman signed a deal to sell her film rights in 2002. For $400,000. While she relinquished all rights to original motion pictures and derivative works, including musicals and TV shows, Weissman's contract included net profits, residual gains, depending on how the movie fares at the box office. However, she claims its studio has insisted that it made no net profits, instead of accruing so many extra costs that has no revenue to share with her.
2: What?
0: That's a little ridiculous to me. That, 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 me that, that s-
2: cannot be true, because that, that show ran on Broadway for like a well, few I don't think years it's,
0: I don't know if it's I the, this quote says uh Net profits and residuals gains depended on how the movie fares at the
1: box office.
2: Oh, so, it, so it, not it the Broadway musical. No. Yeah,
1: I think also in, in an article I read that it said that she had like she in this same contract she sold away all like future at like musical adaptations. Oh, that is
2: so dumb that she did that. I
1: know. So I think she really <laughs> just got really screwed with this original contract.
0: This means she also doesn't make any money when the movie airs on cable. Yeah, hundred
1: thousand times that,
2: mm-hmm. and then she's not going to make any money from the movie. They're turning. It, like they're turning the musical into a movie that's getting cast right now it's going to film soon they're making so many spin-off things and so much money off of the mean girls franchise
0: her lawyer said it is nothing short of shameful for a company with the resources of paramount to go to the lengths it, to which it has gone to deny miss Weissman what she is fairly entitled to for having created what has become the most iconic entertainment franchise of the last 25 years and i will say mean girls is incredibly iconic like it's quoted all of the time. Every yeah. single scene is, like, a rewatchable scene. But I don't know how much of that is Weissman and how much of that is Tina Fey writing such an impeccable script. You know, I haven't read the book, so I don't know
2: how yeah. much of a heavy
0: lift Tina Fey did. But I, I don't
2: know. I mean, like, everything that's quoted on the daily on the internet that's turned into, like, mugs and stickers and shirts is... Quotes from the movie, not quotes from the book. You know, I think, yeah. like, maybe they, you know, I'm sure that woman got, like, yeah, they took the general story from her and used it to help structure the movie. But at the end of the day, no one's being, like, remember the plot of Mean Girls? What, a, <laughs> what a, like, an awesome plot. No, it's, like, hey, like, we wear pink on Wednesdays. And, like, you go, Glen Coco. And just, like, you know, funny, iconic little bits that... Has stood the test of time. I'm not like, wow, I love the plot of Mean Girls. You know, I do. I do wonder the details though of how, like, to
0: say that they've had no revenue to share with her is a little ridiculous to me. But also, I don't. Again, we don't know it's, cl- it's clearly box office, but the article says it's just box office. So, all of that stuff should have been resolved in 2004, right? Like, I think it's coming out now because they've adapted. They're now adapting them musical into a movie but
2: yeah like where that, does that like yeah. where does that stand because i know she sold the rights away from like oh uh, i just think she signed a bad contract i think at the end of yeah. the day yeah. I, I don't and know what to tell her
1: i think she's invoking um tina fey's name too just but it's like uh because she wants to get like articles and stuff like that so she can like get her money which i understand but like in the article she's saying like how especially from another, like, woman writer. She thinks that Tina Fey should be more supportive. But I don't know how much sway Tina Fey has at, like, Paramount's legal department. That's (laughs) so so true. Like, I hope this um, original writer gets more money because it feels like she got really screwed. But, and, like, and I think she knows that, too. And in order to do that, you have to get online. So then maybe Paramount will just be like, okay, here's more money. So, like, you won't... shut
0: up. ...keep talking about it, (laughs) which
1: I, like, I hope she gets because that's crazy. That is... She should be so mad at whoever got her that original contract.
0: Well, and in the art- the article I read said that she was debating multiple uh, outlets when they were selling the rights to the book, and she chose Tina Fey because of a, quote, we're doing this together kind of experience, invoking that to be like, come on, Tina, Like we were doing this together, why aren't you giving me more money? Which, legally, she might not have to, but it does suck that she had multiple offers and still did not get a good deal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's too bad. But I guess who could have ever predicted it would be so massive? I mean, I don't know. I guess, like, in retrospect, it's easy to be like, oh, my God, that's crazy. You didn't, like, like, work in cable and musicals and stuff into this. But, like, but that was probably beyond yeah. her wildest dreams. I mean, yeah. that's
0: the issue we're having right now is writers are about to strike because no contract talks about
1: streaming residuals. Uh. So... Yeah, and yeah. Some... who saw that coming? No one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
2: here's the thing, too. I, okay, what was I? I was, like, eight when Mean Girls came out. I'm pretty sure my parents were letting me watch Mean Girls when I was, like, a kid. I have, like, vivid memories of watching that movie, like, as early as 2004, maybe 2005. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Um, Like, generally, <laughs> thanks. I like that they let me watch things like that when I was younger. I turned out fine, I think. Um, but... <laughs> you did, too. Thank you. But, um... <laughs> I feel like every year that we go further and further away from 2004, the movie just gets more, like, memorialized and, like, more, like, hyped up. And, you know, on Twitter, like, you can't go, like, a full year without some kind of Mean Girls thing blowing up, like it's October 3rd, or, yeah. like, j- you know, just, like, yeah, like there's a fucking day dedicated to, like, remember that one quote from Mean Girls? <laughs> yeah. We're going to recirculate that screenshot every single October 3rd. So I could see why she probably feels burned to, like, not only be like, I didn't make enough money, supposedly from the box office, which I don't really buy that much because that should have been resolved again uh, 19 years ago, but then to have to be the author of the original book, and see the just like impact that this film has on like internet and internet culture and like memes, I'd be a little bit like, well, fuck, you
0: know? Yeah. But honestly, nobody knows how successful a book is gonna be when it gets optioned. Like, I used to work at the production company that made all the Boys I love before, and they had no idea, even when they made the movie and put it on Netflix, it blew up on its, you know what I mean? They didn't know yeah. it was gonna blow up the way it did, and obviously they're very grateful that it did, but like, I think the the book rights had been, like, dead for a while and they, like, got it from someone else. I I, I might be misremembering, but still, like, so, I feel like books are option. Like, there are bidding wars for so many books on, like, a monthly basis, if not more yeah. often. And so often it's just, like, and then nobody cared. You mm-hmm. know, like, the Wheel of Time series, this huge Amazon series, the show happens and they're like, okay, this is a bad show. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like,
2: Like I said, I watched this movie when I was a young little child. And I'm actually surprised re-watching this movie that my parents let me watch it at the age that I was. Because for a PG thirteen movie, it's kinda it's kinda raunchy and it's kinda You know, it's a little bit up there. Like, you'd think it'd be a higher rating.
0: Apparently, the first version of the script that Tina Fey wrote was way, way more vulgar and, like, basically an R-rated movie. But then they changed it a lot to make it a PG-13 movie, obviously... You get more money box office-wise if it's a PG-13 movie. I honestly don't think this would have been as much of a hit if it was just R. But they had to do a lot of fighting with the MPAA to get it to that PG-13 rating. Uh, I don't remember what MPAA stands for, but they're basically the Organization Motion Picture Something Association. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, yeah.
2: Sounds close enough.
0: Yeah. They decide uh, what the rating system is, and it's honestly... I've heard, If you've seen the documentary film, this film is not yet rated. It kind of gets Yes, to, we watched
2: that in class in college. Right?
0: It's a very fascinating documentary talking about, like, uh, kind of how fucked up the rating system is. And, like, for example, the uh, movie was... They were trying to flag the line um, in Mean Girls where she says, like... I can't help, everyone says I'm not a virgin because I use super heavy tampons, but I can't help that I have a wide set vagina. (laughs) And they were flogging it because she said vagina, which is ridiculous. And Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. They fought against it because Anchorman, also of that year, said vagina too, but didn't they weren't using vagina to refer to, like, female body anatomy. And so it's, like, the MPAA is, like, freaked out if you talk about an actual human woman's body, but you can, like, use vagina in a slang way. And Spine Tina Fey was like, absolutely not. That's fucked up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was Um, – I remember watching the film that you talked about that we watched at college, and that was, like, a huge thing that, um, like, the people on that committee, a lot mm -hmm. of them are, like, older white men. And so if there's, like, a male joke, like, a joke about, like, a male body part or something that a guy says, they're less likely to flag it. But if it's, like, a woman talking about, like, her period or, like, some kind of thing about, like, a woman enjoying sex or something like that, it gets flagged. Really upsetting.
0: Yeah, it's it's wild. And they talk about how, like, violence passes a lot more boundaries in the U.S., but sex is always, like, dinged, whereas, like, in Europe, it's kind of the other way around, Um, but, like, especially how the documentary talks about, like, if two people are having sex, it can be lower rated, but if the woman has an orgasm, then, oh, no,
1: this is so raunchy. That is so telling of our society. That is the most interesting thing (laughs) I've heard in so long. That's, I mean, it's just, like, a reflection of, yeah, any time you're living in and, like, the morals, like, the overall morals that these people in power deem appropriate. It's not.
2: I'm really glad that Mean Girls is a PG-13 rated movie instead of r Because I'm a firm believer that if you're going to make a movie where the main cast are all, like, 16, 17 years old, you need to make sure that your audience can go actually see this film. And, Mm -hmm. like, if you make an R-rated movie and the whole cast are, like underage kids in a high school setting like what is even the point you know i just think i i don't know i'm just like i'm so glad it's not rated R. I think bo burnham talked because eighth grade is rated r right is it really that's like about a middle schooler yeah eighth grade is rated r that's so silly i remember bo
0: burnham like booked some kind of like outdoor screening somewhere where eighth graders could actually come watch the movie because he was like you should be able to watch this movie and i'm really sorry that you can't like i made this movie for you also i don't know if this is a rumor or not i remember being told this when breaking Dawn part one was coming out the third twilight movie no fourth twilight movie right (laughs) um yeah Um, that when they filmed the sex scene between robert pattinson and uh, Kristen Stewart, it were, like showed too much and they were like getting an R rating and they had to like recut it or oh refilm it or God. something like that because like their core audience wouldn't be able to watch wow. the movie. Can you imagine if Breaking Dawn was rated R? I want to see that version of Breaking Dawn. I want to see that scene. Um, again, I don't know if that was, I remember being told that, but I've never fact-checked it myself, so yeah. don't sue me Breaking Dawn if that's not true.
2: <laughs> I just personally think the whole rating system either needs an overhaul or just you know it should just be a gentle guideline you know i don't know
1: for me girls i think that it's like one of the cases though where they being forced to make it a pg-13 might have made it funnier because using like curse words and like raunchy kind of stuff can like it can be really great and funny but sometimes it can be kind of a cop-out because you're like oh this will get a laugh for sure but i think it made them think of kind of inventive ways to like make more jokes so, so, like, some of the lines are, just like, so just crazy, and, like, that's what makes them, like, so memorable. Pro- like, maybe because they, like, had to be creative with the way that they are delivering these jokes. Like, because they couldn't use the F word or whatever as a as a crutch, and they had to get um, a little more out there.
2: It makes me think of, like, one of my favorite lines in the film that's so stupid, but it's when Karen is like, I can't go out. <laughs> I'm sick. And Regina goes, "Boo you whore!" And I'm yeah. like, I wonder if that had ever been like a, "Oh, like fuck you whore" or whatever. But they were yeah, like, "No, we like, gotta fuck change you bitch it or something." And, yeah. But then they changed to, it to boo you, "Boo you whore!" And for some reason, that's just the funniest fucking way she could have said that to like it's hilarious. to her.
0: My sister to this day will just text me, "Boo you whore!" If I don't pick up the phone when she calls me. <laughs> I love um, it. Another I love her. thing that they did have to change though, um, the line that that girl made out with a hot dog. Hot dog was originally. Masturbated
1: with a hot dog. Oh, that's so much funnier. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> it's
0: way more raunchy. And I, I was listening to a director, uh, an interview with the director, where he said they had to do like a VFX shot of the burn book because they had to overlay made out with a hot dog over masturbator with a
2: hot dog. Okay, and, like, I don't understand though, VFX like, work, like, man. Listen, if you're a kid. Like let's say it's you know again ten year old kid got to see this movie. If I heard that line like she masturbated a hot dog, I don't know what the fuck that means, and I don't think like and I don't think I'm gonna go around. I mean my parents are always like you can't repeat stuff that you sometimes hear in these films. Like just be cautious. So I don't think I was gonna go around being like I masturbated a hot dog. <laughs> okay, maybe I do understand why they took it out though. Oh jeez.
1: I also I was I remember being like, how do you make out with a hot dog? Like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't of make time. sense
0: either. It's definitely difficult. It's funny because they have the line where she, the girl that rumors about, reads, "Oh, made out with a hot dog." That was one time, <laughs> and so it's like she did do it once. Like she, I, I guess she had an enjoyable time. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> something interesting. Something else interesting I learned when I was listening to this director interview uh, was he talked about how he shot it in a higher frame rate when he was recording scenes where uh, you would hear Lindsay Lohan's voiceover or someone's voiceover so they could, like, slow down the scene and still have um, have it all make sense with all of the voiceover fitting. And I was like, wow, that's really creative, and I would not think that a movie like Mean Girls would have to play with frame rate (laughs) to make the movie, but I'm glad they did, or else it would have been really awkward. Interesting casting fun fact, Lindsay Lohan was originally supposed to play Regina George, but people didn't see her as a mean girl, probably coming off of, like, her be fully loaded and parents are was too nice, and so they end up casting Regina George. I think Lindsay Lohan was honestly a little annoyed by that because I think Lindsay Lohan could have done the role. I mean, she does end up playing. I mean, they're all mean girls at the yeah, end. Yeah, but of the day, like but. literally
2: every movie that she was in in the early two thousands was like, either she was like a wholesome lead or she was kind of like a spunky lead. Mm-hmm. You know, she was never a mean person. So, but I also you know why I kind of get it like. I mean, she's, she was known for her red hair back in the day, and I feel like if she wanted to be Regina, they would have to have dyed her hair blonde. I don't know. Like, it just, like, works that Regina's blonde for some reason, and they make it no- Adams can pull off any hair color. Well, Absolutely. I know, I know, but I don't think Lindsay can. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, it made sense that she was, like, this new little, like, I'm a redhead from Africa kind of thing going on instead of, like, <sighs> her trying to be, like, I'm a redhead, Regina George. I don't know. I think it works better that it was not her
1: yeah i agree um i like saw this fact on twitter and it is so interesting to me that the notebook and mean girls came out in the same year what talk about really? range rachel yeah. mcadams you are she's a queen really... for that
0: wow also, she's adorable in the family stone wait did y'all see the movie aquamarine and or sydney white
1: yes of course to both. i love
0: aquamarine okay This is what I'm thinking about because of Regina George not being able to play the villain. I remember watching Aquamarine after watching Sydney White in which the aquamarine, the titular aquamarine is the bully in Sydney White. And she can play both the mean girl and the person bullied by mean girls. I'm like, I don't know the actress's name, but also a (laughs) range. Shout out. It was, genuinely disorienting to be like oh now I see her as not the bully but like the protagonist I'm rooting for that's hard
1: yeah they, that's what they were probably worried about with Lindsay Lohan, because it was like and she's so she was so massive like she was the child star of, of her time so then to see her be the mean girl like would be fun but maybe too hard for audiences to wrap their heads around
0: Then, all audiences mean girls, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, also, apparently, Amanda Seyfried, who plays uh, what's her name?
2: Uh, Karen. Karen,
0: of course, her (laughs) name is Karen. Gotta love her name is Karen. She does such a good job as Karen. She's so funny. Apparently, she had just graduated high school. When really she, she was movie, that young I, I i listened to a podcast that said it was her first role and she actually made it to the final two of playing regina george the director said she was more ethereal and scary than rachel mcadams played um regina george when it came down to it uh a had played a more frightening but less intimidating version which i get i would probably mm. be less intimidated yeah by. because you
2: know why rachel mcadams Like, one second in the movie, Regina's being, like, so polite and nice, but there's so much fakeness behind it, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? then the second she turns around, she's, like, being so mean. And I kind of thought it worked really good for the Queen Bee to have that, like, two-faced mentality.
1: Yeah, and she's not, like, evil. She's just, uh, she's just power-hungry. That's that's the way I see it.
2: Apparently, Blake Lively did final tests for the role of Karen. Oh! Um, And Ashley Tisdale auditioned for Gretchen Wieners.
1: Oh. Caroline I'm,
0: and I watched imagine. this movie together and we're talking about... I mean, Lacey Chabert, who plays Gretchen, also does so good. Like, who else could pull off that Brutus Caesar <laughs> speech?
2: Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? I If I want Ashley Tisdale to be known for, like, one kind of mean girl role, it has to be Sharpay. Like, I don't yeah. want anything else get in the way of Sharpay Evans.
0: But Lacey Chabert, I mean, she's got a great Hallmark career now, but, like, out of the, you know, four or even five, Lizzie Kaplan is pretty big now, too. Like, she probably had the lowest skyrocketing post movie
1: do you think it's because she has brown hair
0: (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay lohan has brown hair but she's the main character
2: um are you ready for what i think is the craziest casting thing
1: Mm -hmm. okay let's hear it
2: you know who almost got the role of aaron samuels who james franco Oh, my god! No. That would have been terrible.
1: No, he would have been so weird.
2: But then Tina Fey said her decision to hire Jonathan Bennett, who did play Aaron Samuels, was due to his resemblance to her longtime SNL co-star Jimmy Fallon.
1: He does look like Jimmy Fallon. Doesn't he? He does. Yeah.
2: It's because you know, I, this podcast that I was listening
0: to was talking about how, like, the Aaron Samuels casting has to just be, like, this cute, harmless puppy dog of a guy. Yeah. You know, like, he's not, like a hot guy he's i mean he's i'm not saying that aaron samuel isn't attractive but he's not like intimidatingly hot he just has to be like, like this like a background puppy, cute character cute that like all of the other girls are still centered around you know he and
2: what's funny is um jonathan bennett is now like he, you know, was just off the radar for so many years, but now he's kind of back on the internet because he was in Ariana Grande's music video, and he also is, like, on TikTok now, and he's gay, and he's married to, like, another very extremely hot man, and they make <laughs> TikToks together, and everyone in the comments just like, oh my god. <laughs>
0: Um, the actor for Damien is also gay and out and proud, but at the time Mean Girls came out, he was not out and brought a female date to the premiere and like oh. was said that he was like very worried about being typecast into a gay role and wanted to like present this other personality outwardly, which is so sad. And especially when you think about how homophobic this movie is, like. Every single time they bring up the fact that Janice could be gay, she, like, shuts it down. Like, it's the most terrible thing that could ever be murmured.
2: Like, imagine how, like, Aaron's actor and Damien's actor felt, like, on set when it was, like, the butt of the joke was Janice being a lesbian. And they're like, Mm -hmm. well, shit, you know? Which,
0: by the way, if this movie was made today, Janice would be a lesbian. She'd be a lesbian and
1: no one would give any kind of shit about it, you know? No, I think the movie honestly would have been better if by the end of it she, like, embraced being a lesbian. Cause it was like, I mean, like live, I mean, growing up in that time, it was just, it's so hard to be gay then, but it's like, I don't know. It would have just felt so much more redemptive if she was finally be at the end. Cause like, she kind of had this like final speech, um, in the gym when she was kind of like F you Regina, like I'm claiming like my life back. So it would have been really cool. And I think would have made more sense if she like was gay. But that just wasn't the time. You know
2: you know what I feel like would have happened in this day and age, of this movie, it was made in 2023? She would have been by, And and it would have yeah. been, like... There would have been one second where she's, like... Because remember how her... Don't her and Damien, like... Remember how at the dance they, like, almost kiss? And they're, like, nope. Yeah, and yeah. then and then she turns around, and then the fucking mathlete guy, you know, like, get us some, get us some. Kevin he, G, he, please he... put some respect on his name. <laughs> Who, by the way, Kevin G, when they brought Mean Girls to Broadway, a Syracuse alum, originated the role of Kevin G. Fun fact.
0: Oh, cool. My sister met Kevin G um, when she went to Yale, hot shot. she went to <gasps> Yale. Uh, and she worked in the <laughs> South Asian uh, Committee there, and they brought Kevin G to campus. Oh my god. I should have um, interviewed her, asked her if Kevin G had any insight to impart, but if she does have anything to share, I'm sure she'll text me, and then I'll tweet it out to the masses.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I just like, hated that so much when like she almost kissed Damien, and they were like, ew, no, and then kevin g comes and he's like hey and then she's like hi i'm like no don't make her end up with the only other like available guy. stop it
1: i mean maybe she is bi in this world she could still be bi i mean he's kind of like a short king that feels like a bi thing to do for a woman to date a short king (laughs)
0: Let's, let's talk about if there was a sequel to mean girls lizzie kaplan would be bi do you think regina george's parents are still together Mm, no. I mean, they are sleeping in separate beds, according to Gretchen Wiener, so something was definitely out. I hope, I hope Regina's mom has found, like, some joy and fulfillment in a partner that embraces her wild side. You know, she definitely needs something to help focus all of that attention that she gives Regina, I guess. <laughs> okay the end of the movie also has gretchen wiener's the queen bee of the vietnamese kids which i don't think is actually a resolution because she's still perpetuating a queen bee persona but she's just like do you think she's still on top of that
2: group in the sequel she's just like haha, now i'm like i got a new click i didn't really like that ending
0: it's just like it's not a resolution like you're saying oh all the girls have learned to get along now but not really
2: <laughs> also Gretchen <laughs> Woman who plays Gretchen is not Vietnamese in like any way. Oh no. I don't think they're trying to imply that. Oh, were they? I always thought they were trying to imply that. No, I think that. they
0: implied I think they're saying like she learned Vietnamese just so she could be the queen bee of the I club. think
2: that's so bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like she'll morph into anything to like serve the, the next queen that comes along. It's like that made but it's me funny that like, because she really doesn't In the end, when they're all in the gym and, like, um, fainting or, like, falling into that, like, circle, she's the only one whose speech doesn't show any growth at all. She's like, I'm sorry I'm so popular and people are (laughs) jealous of me. (laughs) And my
0: dad invented toaster.
1: (laughs) Like, she can't change. She is who she is. Like, she's the only one that, like, needs a queen to serve.
2: Maybe that's the sequel would be about if it was made today. would be, like, oh, no, like... Regina super nice, Kay super nice, Karen is super nice, and Gretchen is, like, still a bitch, and, like, they're all in their 40s, <laughs> and their kids go to high school, and Gretchen's, like, the mean mom.
0: I think that Regina George should play – or, sorry, Rachel McAdams should play the Amy Poehler role in the movie. Oh. But maybe that might be too small of a part for her. Although, I don't...
2: Has Rachel McCann has been... I guess
1: she was in Eurovision,
2: but. Do you mean for the musical? I mean, do yeah. you don't think that they'll give Amy Polner the role back?
1: I think they cast it already. I think oh. it's Busy Phillips.
2: Ooh, I love that. Yeah. All right, so the reason we decided to cover Mean Girls is... It's just, like, in the because news.
0: Because Mike and like, hates women. We already mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> because Mike
2: hates women. But also, it's just been in the news a lot lately. For a movie that is almost 20 years old... Um, you know, it had a resurgence a few years ago with Broadway, and now the Broadway musical is getting its own movie adaptation, which, like, I really want to be good, but God am I sick of Broadway musicals getting movie adaptations, and now it's, like, an adaptation of a movie that turned to a musical that's now a movie again. <laughs> Back to movie. Yeah, have you
0: seen have you all seen that uh, Michael Scott? I mean, I guess, damn it, if only Mike was here. You've watched <laughs> The Office, right, Caroline? Mm-hmm. Kay has now watched The Office. But the line in The Office when Mike uh, plays... The audiobook for she's like it's an audiobook it's a novelization of the movie Precious based on a <laughs> Push by Sapphire.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: But he's really just reading Push. Was, <laughs> it's
2: a great joke. Kate, you gotta watch The Office. I, I will someday before I die. How about that? Um, <laughs> that's kind of okay. So I don't want to make sure I don't say her name wrong. But so they've already begun casting the musical that's now turned into the movie. Um. So for Katie, they casted, and I'm going to say her name wrong, Angoree Rice. Is that how you say it? You know who she is? She's the fucking girl from Spider-Man Homecoming in and sp- and the second Spider-Man who does, like, the morning announcement videos, the awkward blonde. Oh, who then oh, she's, dates oh, she, Yeah, yeah. Mayor of yeah, she was yeah. so good in Oh, so Easttown. I never saw Mare of Easttown, but I remember her, like, dating Ned in the second Spider-Man movie. <laughs> she's great. She's, wow, I can't yeah. wait to
1: watch her. She's Australian, I think.
2: Ooh, so is my girlfriend Sarah Snuck.
1: Oh, these Australians are so talented. Yeah.
2: So she's going to be Katie. Renee Rapp is going to return from playing Regina in the musical as playing Regina in the movie. I did not know Renee Rapp played her in the yeah. Broadway. So actually, I when she was on Broadway in Mean Girls, I worked for her agency. She was at CESD. So, fun fact. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and she was like New York-based because she was a Broadway actress. And then she got Sex Lives of College Girls, and she's doing really good for herself. So... Yay, Renee rap. Okay, this is, like, the most strange one to me. Alihi Kravalia is going to play Janice.
0: Oh, I kind of love that. That's
2: Moana. Moana.
1: (gasps) Oh, I... Wait, Janice. Oh, that's so... That's going to be interesting for her because I feel like she is such, like, a kind of a girl boss personality. Like, everything else she's been in, she's always been, like, such a hero in it. So it'll be... Oh, wait, Janice. I was thinking of Gretchen. Oh, no, <laughs> no, like, she's playing this is, Janice. She's going to really have to bend her personality to do Gretchen. But I could definitely see her as Janice, for sure. Oh, she'll for sure be gay, then. In the... Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's they'll cool. definitely...
2: They would definitely will.
1: Yeah. And then cool.
2: um, Jaquel... I'm going to say it wrong. Jaquel's Spivey? Or Spivey? I've never... He's He was in a strange loop on Broadway. I've, I've never seen it, but I... Looked him up, and I think this is a great casting choice for Damien. Is he in
0: any, in, in any movies?
2: Um, or no, shows? he's kind of just a Broadway actor at this oh, point. Then I wouldn't know him. <laughs> but he was in, he was in A Strange Loop. I um, heard a Strange
0: Loop is amazing, but alas, I live in Los Angeles.
2: I'm trying to see if they casted uh, Karen or Gretchen yet. I'm not sure if they did. Just have Amanda
0: Seyfried play Karen again. She can do it. <laughs> Bring her back. And she she can sing. honestly,
2: she looks young enough. Yeah.
1: It could be like a pen fifteen kind of situation, just one adult (laughs) acting with children.
2: Okay, they casted BB Wood as Gretchen Wieners. BB Wood? BB Wood. She was in she was in Love Victor. Oh, she's in
0: Thirty Rock.
2: She's in 30 Rock? She oh, she has young. a 30
0: Rock credit. She plays Cat, maybe in one episode. Maybe she yeah, was like a kid. Like, yeah.
2: Maybe she was Murphy really Murphy Brown young. lied to us. That's so cute. <laughs> and then um, they actually casted... She looks South Asian. Uh... A- a- Avantika, she's gonna be Karen. I am trying oh. to see like what she's been in.
0: Oh, she was in Sex Lives of College
1: Girls. She
2: was in Disney Plus's groundbreaking Diary of a Future President. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um, that's what her IMDb says. Who was she in Sex Lives of College Girls? She
0: plays Priya, uh, the friend of um, Amrit Kaur's character.
1: Oh, she's Seven. cute. Yeah, yeah. She did a good I job. remember her.
2: Um, and then oh, okay katie's mother jenna fisher what oh.
1: yeah
0: are you serious nope oh my god i am so thrilled for jenna fisher finally she can stop just talking about her time with <laughs> <in> the office <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that oh. woman has done a podcast on it she's <clears> written a book on it like come on time to do something else i'm thrilled for jenna fisher i was obsessed with jenna fisher as a child so i'm um, very excited for her another
2: cesd alum uh well i think he's still there um christopher briney he was in the summer i turned pretty as conrad he's gonna play aaron samuels
1: oh my god i watched the summer i turned pretty because I, I read those books as a kid he um, was so it's a, good it is it. literally i was obsessed with it it me was too. so fun to watch
2: uh tina fey is gonna be mrs norbury again
1: uh-huh. <laughs> that's hilarious she's like no we gotta recast everyone but me
2: <laughs> ashley park it says that she's listed for this cast but i don't know which role ashley park originated gretchen in the broadway musical and she also is you know like the best friend from emily in paris Mm
1: -hmm. i
2: wonder who she'll be i don't know who's like an adult
1: in that universe that's not
2: i was also trying to figure that out i don't know who she's gonna play i mean maybe they (sighs) because i'm trying to think of the musical because i saw the musical Busy Phillips is Mrs. Mrs. George, so Regina's mother.
1: (laughs) Mrs. George,
2: and then returning as the principal is Tim
1: Meadows. He really, I honestly killed that. Is
2: also a CESD. Oh, amazing! (laughs) He's He's repped by my old boss. So
0: funny. Um, I, love I will Tim also Meadows. say it's funny that I had to look this up because he like says I got my carpal tunnel came back at the beginning of the movie and his arm is in a brace. So I Googled, did Tim Meadows break his arm before filming Mean Girls? And he did indeed. So they wrote that into the plot.
1: <laughs> that was honestly made it even better. I was that like, this was is hilarious. just so
0: random. Yeah. It has to be he broke his arm, right? Like
1: But that like kinda is like in high school, like you would like sometimes you go in and a teacher would just like <laughs> have like some injury or something. And it was always, like, the most depressing story. (laughs) Listen, I
2: I thought it was a really funny gag in the movie. Also, like, like one of my other favorite scenes in the film is just, like, when the jungle fights are happening in the hallway and Tim Meadows has the fucking, like, aluminum baseball bat. And he's, like, in the girls' fight, he's like, break it up, break it up. And they're, like... (laughs) He's, like, backing him up with the bat. It's so great. So, yeah, he'll be returning good. as the principal. So, it's him and Tina Fey that are coming back. Surprised that Amy Polner isn't coming back, but maybe she looks, like, a little too old to be a mom of a high school student. Is that mean? I also
0: don't know if she, like, wants to film a musical. Like, yeah. I would probably rather not if I had Amy Poehler's net worth. Yeah. <laughs> For such a small role, you know what I mean? It's probably not worth it. You have to do, like, vocal rest. I don't yeah. know if she can sing. I
2: don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, oh, she sang? When I was a kid, she voiced the title character in this cartoon show called Mighty Bee, and she sang the theme song (gasps) for it.
0: Yeah, that was Amy. Oh, good job, Amy. Sorry, I didn't mean to shit on your singing voice.
2: I'm sure she listens to this podcast. (laughs) That's it. That's my casting update. Sorry, it was kind of janky.
0: No, it was great. Should we wrap things up?
2: Was there a with and and credit? (laughs) Oh,
0: there is. I think I, I pointed out to Caroline, so she might remember it. Um... I do not. Okay, great. <laughs> there is one and credit in this movie. Who do you think has it?
1: Mm, oh. Okay. I feel like I
0: know. I feel like I should tee this up in case this is the first time you're listening to Chaos on the set. We play this game, the with and and game, where you, you know, sometimes in movies people have an additional, like, uh, and Knives Out, it was like with David Batista. He got a little extra credit in front of his name. To, and it helps him out a little bit. And agents negotiate that ahead of time. In this movie, there's only one and credit.
1: There's no with credit. My guess is Amy Poehler. That's also my guess. (laughs) It's
0: and Tina Fey. Oh my
1: god, girl, you have enough.
0: Fucking credit, (laughs) and like, like, pretty. I watched the movie together, and I was like, oh my god, Tina Fey gave herself the and credit.
2: (laughs) Tina.
1: That's selfish, Tina. No wonder the book authors.
2: Oh my god, she really gave herself the and credit. But I think.
0: I, I, she does play an and type role I would say I and I also think the script is amazing Tina Fey writes such joke dense comedy it's honestly miraculous and so I say you give yourself the and credit girl good for you I don't think so
2: I, I'm like <laughs> Tina cool it maybe, but maybe maybe 20 years ago I would have been like yay Tina but for some reason I'm annoyed with her I think it's because her and Amy Polner's ticket prices for their Restless Leg tour were really expensive that's why
0: <laughs> um Kay you sound like Shrine who gets really mad that Kevin Feige puts a Kevin Feige production in all of the
2: credits to Marvel movies well that's different he has his own fucking production company with his name in it like I mean oh yeah
1: do like something fun though do something like silly just like your whole name it's like oh my god I'm sick of this guy
0: yeah um on that note let's wrap things up on this Great episode of Chaos and Set. Caroline, thank you for joining us. Do you wanna plug anything of yours? Your Twitter, your stand-up, anything like
1: that? Thank you so much for having me. Um, you can find me online being terrified of posting because the internet is so scary. But I still have all my profiles at Caroline mcguire Yay! And thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I'm a fan of the pod.
0: Aww. Oh, I love you. And you are so brave for tweeting, despite your fear of it. Oh my
1: god, thank you so much. I think that every time.
0: Kate also has a letterbox that she has fearful of sharing kate do you want to plug
2: yourself yeah you can find me on twitter at k underscore wyatt i also have a letterbox but michael said if i share it with you guys he's going to like give me these um protein bars that are supposed to help you lose weight but then actually they help you retain weight and he's gonna like watch me gain like 50 pounds and then laugh at me so kate (laughs) you missed
0: the obvious one
2: what push me in front of a bus yeah (laughs) (laughs) I i thought about push me in front of a bus but then i was like you know what's more diabolical than pushing someone in front of a bus? Giving them fake weight loss, like, protein bars. I think that was so mean. Um,
1: is calteen a real thing? What is calteen?
2: I don't know if calteen is a real thing.
0: I did Google um, if it's really that much of a problem to put face cream on – or foot cream on your face. <laughs> oh, my God. And Cosmo said – they're just too rich, thick, and sticky to be applied to your facial skin. They're formulated to break down thick calluses on your feet and often contain chemical exfoliants at a percentage that you would never want to use on your oh face. Oh, my God. So they like, were actually pretty
1: terrible. They're putting so chemicals mean. on her face. Justice chemical for, warfare in high school. Yeah, <laughs>
2: justice for Regina George 2023. It's about time. Oh, my God. It's
0: 2023. Oh, God. <laughs> um, You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Micromarate. You can find me on Letterboxd. I'm at Shruti Marate. And then you can follow the podcast. We're on Twitter at Letterboxd. And Instagram at Chaos on the Set.
2: Woohoo!